This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And no one told you you were gonna be a six. The only text he sends are pictures of his dick. This really can't be the best you can do. When he thinks that 5G chips are in the masks and news isn't true. But if I were you, show at gmail.com. And if I were you, juice will help you. And if I were you, this is just a theme song. Oh, yeah, baby. Can you believe that? That gets me ready. That was, Those harmonies were good. They were. That was the Seinfeld. That was the Seinfeld theme. <laughs> that wasn't... No, if I were you. So you do know the Seinfeld theme. And then it goes into Chandler and Kramer just fucking hanging out. Just talking about the Thursday night lineup. It does go into that eventually. Yeah, I think I've fallen asleep while watching TV. So it's all like Caroline in the City, Seinfeld Friends mashup. Anyway, Miel, welcome to the show. Woo woo. Thank you so much for having me. I forgot um, how funny both of you are, and now I suddenly feel intimidated again. No, you're doing great. <laughs> Does it, is it okay if I don't talk? Is it okay if I just if I just listen? I would. Lo- I love being a guest because you don't have to talk. You have to think, and like when there's a silence, you don't have to do anything. Okay. Like, yeah, that's the fucking. Right now, I'm trying to fill every little silence, like every nook and cranny. You stuff it in, like when you're packing. Right. You know, yeah, you're not letting. You're, packing, you're not letting like, anyone else talk. It's like, oh yeah, I mean, I have enough underwear, but there's like this little pocket here so let me roll it up and put it in that's like that's how i treat every conversation right so then i'm like okay maybe if i don't stop talking there will never be a silence you One pack second. weird and then that's a bad way to pack so it's like, he's not done yeah yeah hold on right. and then it's like okay you think of the what is it, the dob kit dop kit how do you pronounce that thing the tube with the fucking things that you put in <laughs> are you saying yeah, it yeah. If you don't even know so how to don't like, interrupt him yeah yeah one second all right i'm, I'm taking like he asked a question he said how do you sorry, say it one second and then it's like it's so funny because i'm like <laughs> put it like do i have to take bring shampoo and conditioner because you get the little <laughs> bottles from the hotel so you try to use them it's like a travel yeah. pack but then when you're traveling they give you fucking shampoo and conditioner so it's like at which point is it one second and then it's like 
I thought you were kidding when you said the slam poetry thing, but this is like purely (laughs) art right now. Yeah, we told we told Miel she had to do a slam poem at some point during (laughs) the conversation, and instead of I do deeply you you opened with. I think that what you're describing though is exactly how I feel in all social situations, which is I think why podcasting is a very easy transition because you're like, well, I already feel the need to speak at all times as Mm. some kind of social Mm. courtesy. Yeah. Yeah, I do that too. And then I do you do what I do where I sometimes like I divulge secrets yes. and information that I don't want anyone to yes. know because I just need to just talk, talk and I feel like, yeah. <laughs> and I want to give somebody like some kind of like moral high ground too because I think that's also polite. Right, to just like self-deprecate <laughs> yourself straight into hell and then they're just like, oh, are you okay? And you're like, no, we're just goofing and razzing. It was just fun. <laughs> goofing around. I wanted you to like me, but I told you all the ways I was a piece of shit. I didn't so. mean to get into my dad issues this quickly. Fuck. Where does that leave us? Thank God there are no more social situations that you don't have to like find yourself in anymore. That's That's been alleviated. That's gone. Now we can focus on this. Zoom conversation. I think we can all say thank God yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Finally. <laughs> Uh, just one of the many ways coronavirus made the world a better place. Miel, Miel, I was on your, I was on your <laughs> podcast. We were in New York. I feel like right before all this crazy shit went down. Like I did Punch mm. Up the Jam like in December, November. December. Yeah, it yeah. was cold, and we were in New York, and we talked about Blues Traveler. Mm. Did you ever come around on Blues Traveler, by the way? The song being amazing, <laughs> or did you still? Here's did you, have you changed your mind on that yet? I have heard that play now in like a public space probably four times since doing that episode with you. And every time it comes on, I have that like initial pang of uh, recognition where I'm like, oh, this song. And then about two seconds later, it's like, oh, this song. So like you have gotten that far. I've gotten two seconds of like blissful naivete (laughs) that I think is purely because of your hope and excitement about that song. Mm Mm-hmm. So I only can thank you for that. And also you pop into my head every time I hear it now. So yeah. thank you for that as well. All right. <laughs> the punch up the punch up that you did on that song was like that it's iconic to me. Like that takes the, the place basketball of basketball refs. Yeah. yeah. I hate that I know all of this now. Now I'm like, oh how Koo's how's Koo's doing? Nice. Like well, I don't know who that is. Why do I know this? <laughs> and you can never forget. You would you like you made the you made the song the hook about basketball without knowing anything about basketball. I texted and my brother like, and was like, "Henry, tell me everything there is to know about the Los Angeles Lakers." <laughs> is he a Laker fan? Oh, he's like I've never met someone as obsessed with LeBron James. I, I mean, I know everyone's fairly obsessed with LeBron James, but what right. I'm telling you is like you don't know anything about obsession until you've talked to my brother about wow. LeBron James. It's wow. honestly kind you of a wedge in our family. Yeah. Oh, you should. He's like. <laughs> You you will not meet someone who knows more about LeBron James. How old is your brother? It's he's twenty eight. Wow, so right in I know. that age group. So like LeBron's been basically doing everything for his entire life, basically. But previously it was Kobe. He's always had a soft spot for the Lakers, and actually, despite growing up in Washington, like my dad brought him to a Lakers game in LA when he was very young. And I don't know how he did it, but he somehow weaseled his way into getting a basketball signed by the starting five in like 2001. (laughs) Every single one of them signed it. That's worth, that's that's worth $150,000. Miel. That was the last team that (laughs) went 18 and one in the playoffs. No, you don't understand. Shaq signed it. Kobe signed it. 
Like that's a really I might have the year wrong. It doesn't matter. (laughs) All right, relax. I might have the year wrong, but we also certainly played with it and then like had it roll down the hill and got lost. Like it's no longer in existence. (laughs) What? (laughs) You played with the ball? Is this the fucking yeah, sandlot? Yeah, like, been taken back <laughs> by the wild been... cucumber. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was signed by Babe. <laughs> you shouldn't have dribbled Babe that. Ruth. Some girl signed it, and uh, I think we lost the ball. Baby yeah, Ruth. Yeah, Baby Ruth. Uh, <laughs> sandlot, what a film. We totally forgot to mention that the opening theme song was indeed a Friends cover by uh, Ellen from Portland, who has nothing to plug, um, but her friend Hannah owes her $10, um, so she might give you $10... She might give her $10 if we call it out and also plug the Urban League of Portland, an organization that does awesome stuff for black Portlanders. So if you can get $10 from Hannah, that's where it's going. There you have it. Tight. So right. Hannah, pay Ellen, Tight. and then Ellen, <laughs> give the money to the Urban League of Portland. Um, Miel, you're a professional punch-upper. How was that theme song to you? Um, were you able to I was impressed by it? the harmony. They oh, got that th- harmony exactly right, and that's a weird harmony. What is the harmony? Explain that to me as somebody who's awesome, like an amazing singer, but doesn't have the formal training to figure stuff out oh. about no. what harmony. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> keep singing. I will harmonize with you. When I went when to the store, I saw her face. Oh, okay, that's good. So you just sort of. <laughs> You kind of ruined. You okay. kind of ruined Honestly, what I was I'm, saying. It, but yeah, was that really broke my brain because like Miel did a good job, <laughs> and you sang the worst thing I've ever heard. And when I went to the store, I saw her face was the. Well, lyric? I wasn't thinking. I wasn't your, thinking about the lyrics. What, I was rom- thinking about the fucking tune. love song. I was thinking about the tune. If I was thinking about <laughs> lyrics, I would have fucking said a poem that would have been so amazing that you All would right, have well, cried. Do another one where you're. Do another one then where you're thinking about the lyrics. Yeah, we got this. But then I won't think about the tune. Right. So like it'll be like an amazing spoken. It's I can fix it. I can fix it. The harmony will save it all. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, Miel, right, yeah. So just do, just focus on really great <laughs> words. I will try to match your words. By the way, the tune in the first one was pretty bad, and Miel only, like, made it good by... I don't want to, yeah. But go ahead. I don't want to be, like, Leonard Cohen 2.0. Miel, do you know who Leonard yeah, Cohen is? I think you is? do want that. <laughs> okay. I, we all want that. that. Okay. No, Birds on a Wire? Are you kidding? That's what... Do you see this picture behind me? That's the lyrics to Bird on a Wire right there. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. That's a cool idea for art. Yeah. Okay. It's from my mom's like 60... Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Keep going. <clears throat> we have bigger fish to fry. <laughs> it sounds like it matters so, so much. So like a poem. Yeah. So you're, you're asking me to do a poem or what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah, but like if you sing it. Yeah, yeah. Sing a poem. Sing a, sing poetry. Easy. Yeah. Um, she said her eyes were blue, she said her hair was brown, every lie she told me it made me frown, because I'm a scary neighbor man. Are we describing To Kill a Mockingbird? Yes. Are you Boo Radley? <laughs> so I'm sort of a voyeur slash prick who lives across the street. <laughs> <laughs> from a nunnery uh it's like a convent of sorts and i'm trolling the sisters by asking them what their hair color is or what their eye colors are and it makes this is them the sound question... of music spinoff we deserve <laughs> it makes them question their faith right not only in each other but in the lord in the lord are you a religious man jake <laughs> no <laughs> Imagine this far into your friendship, just thinking to ask that. I forgot to ask you. Actually, are you a are you a God fearing Christian, Jake? Yeah, 
I did. I thought it recently that I was going to start responding to messages on Slack and, and be like, all right, sweet. I'll take a look at this app when I get back from church. <laughs> see if anybody said anything. God bless. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll weigh in here when I get back from church. Midnight uh, mass, and then I'm getting these messages. Huh. <laughs> that is just 8 p.m. on a Tuesday. Wow. I didn't know it was open on the week like that, but that's cool. Um, it's always open. Is, is harmonizing, just to get a real answer out of you, is that, are you singing the same key, but in a different something, register or something? So it's like relative to what you're singing. Mm-hmm. It's like an interval away from it. And there are all types of ones you can sing, but only certain ones that sound good. And none of what I did sounded good. It was more just a concept of like, what if we sang kind of parallel to each other instead of the exact same mm-hmm. note? I see. So if like I... S- I thought the first one sounded really good. The <laughs> second one struggled because Amir changed his <laughs> his voice and vibe right in the middle. <laughs> where You became an angry... <laughs> An angry voyeur, Boo Radley type guy. Outside of the nunnery. <laughs> Do you have perfect pitch? Mm, I have yes. relative pitch, I think. Oh, sorry, you were talking to Miel. Yeah. I thought you were talking yeah, to me. You don't. Yeah. No, any, any questions sorry. for all of us? This is a shared experience. Okay, wait, there's um, relative pitch is different than perfect pitch, but close? So if perfect pitch is like, uh, give me a C major, <laughs> major, there's no major in a note, whatever, <laughs> give me a C, I would be like, oh, uh, a C, my, but like, to be able to just pull that note out of thin air is perfect pitch, relative pitch is like, if you gave me a C, I could find an E. Oh, interesting. Oh, that seems more impressive. Okay. No, it's less and, impressive. And what if I sing a note and I don't know what that note is? Would you be able to tell me what it is? Uh, not at this time, but my brain has slowly rotted like over the last six months. I don't think I can do any yeah. of my former skills anymore. <laughs> P- Peak Miel could just pull an E out of thin I air. think I could have and about a year ago, yeah. That's right. cool. Not anymore. Peak Miel could have made you sing a G out of thin air. That's how good Miel was. I could have beat you both in arm wrestling at the same time. But that, wow. that was, Who that's wants what the you left? Did. That's what you did during the podcast. You beat me in arm wrestling. Dibs on the left. Uh, you beat wait really yeah, she she took mm-hmm. me down as i do with all of That's my cool. guests on punch up the jam i was using two arms yeah too. i remember on when i was on punch up the jam I, you didn't arm wrestle me but you kicked my ass just outside of headgum in the parking lot i think i, I have like, verbally slandered you specifically jake more than any individual on punch up the jam <laughs> any any individual so i think that might wow. kind of like metaphorically be actually true <laughs> okay yeah no that's that's absolutely fair then um, Just got to keep you on your toes. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. This is an advice podcast, If I Were You. Of course, the only one on the net hosted by me and Jake. Sometimes it's just us. Sometimes we have friends and family join us. Today we have both. Jake's cousin, Miel. Wow. Oh, we do look related. <laughs> I could absolutely see yeah. that. Hey, yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you. I haven't seen you since, what, Thanksgiving three years ago? Oh, my God. Aunt oh Judy God. made that terrible casserole with the tater tots. And Uncle John passed out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, dude, that was fun. You got me Mike's heart. Your uncle fainted? <laughs> he had a vasovagal response with the casserole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, all right. Miel, this is a real email from a real dude who's quarantine horny. We just need a fake name to preserve his anonymity. Mm, ca- Cass. Cass. I got casserole nice. on the brain. I'm sorry. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Casserole's hard lemonade. Casserole J. Mike's writes, like most people in their mid-twenties who are in quarantine, I am losing my mind with these new levels of pent-up sexual frustration. Usually this wouldn't be an issue, as I share a small apartment with my girlfriend of three years, but she's been across the country with her family for the last month and a half. I would have gone, but I'm a, quote, essential worker. Anyway, the long distance combined with quarantine horniness has resulted in me fantasizing about other women a lot. I normally don't fantasize about people other than my girlfriend at all, but it's one girl in particular that has been on my mind. Here's the weird part. She looks exactly like my girlfriend. In fact, they have a very similar personality in the same job, even. Normally, I would play it safe and cut ties, but she's close friends with an old buddy of mine that I lost contact with, and I've recently been trying to rekindle that friendship via socially distanced drinking, which my girlfriend's doppelganger is often a part of. I'm not really sure what to do here, as this is the first time I've had this issue. Should I ghost a valuable friendship all because of my stupid penis? Or should I just wait for my girlfriend to come back and see if it goes away? Or should I just play it safe and go full eunuch? Kisses. Cass. Whoa. A roll. Uh, eunuch as in cut off their balls. Yeah. yeah. That's drastic. But not entirely I, uncalled for. I don't for. hate it. I don't hate Let's call it. it plan just B so crazy it might it. work. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you would be less horny if you cut your balls off? No, no, not at all. What are you talking about? Isn't that like, isn't that a thing like where your testosterone horniness comes from from the balls? (laughs) Yeah, I thought so. That's why they like like, dogs stop humping stuff when you cut their balls off. No, they don't. It's not just, they don't. It's not just, it's not just, it's not just horniness. I have, I get a lot of good ideas from my nuts (laughs) and I don't think that they should be. That's, yeah, that's, that's where I do my best. Yeah. My riffs come straight from the nut. (laughs) Your hand is down your pants right now as you think about how to answer this question. Um, Is this real? Is this real? It must be real. It's not, we've we've gotten some really weird, crazy ones. This one's fairly normal. What I don't understand is like the, is, is the, um, like the, the worry about fantasizing. Like that's. Perfectly well, in bounds. Okay, but I fantasizing think, a about a real person <gasps> that you actually know well, and interface with, pro- like that's he's he's conflating fantasizing and having a crush, which I he guess has is a the crush. Like, he has a crush now, but I wonder if that could have been avoided if you just gave himself over to the fantasy every once like to only oh, fantasize about your significant other. It seems like you're saying if he, not the point of fantasy, if he would have. <laughs> If you would have Jado thinking about her, it would have just gone away. And because he's preventing that, the pent-up sexual frustration is manifesting itself into a full... He has to have a lobotomy, I think. Because the balls, I don't think, would necessarily <laughs> yeah. stop him from being horny. So he's got to cut, cut off the brain and the balls. <laughs> yeah, so he's walking well, like, around. And then you'll be good. Brainless, nutless, deaf, and dumb. <laughs> That's my next album. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really conflicted about... To me, it's like if you're already at the place where what she's been gone a month and a half. Yeah, like, that's not like mm-hmm. that's like a long time, but that's not like a crazy amount of time to be already at a place where you're like, oh, I want to fuck this girl that I see all the time so bad. It's like maybe there's t- like a space to ask the bigger questions here of like mm. what's actually going on. Like, is it purely sexual? Because you could just masturbate. You know what I mean? And if that's still not going yeah. away, then like maybe you're He's bored with your relationship. There's a lot of terms coming around like horniness, fantasy, doppelganger. That was the one that struck me as well. Doppelganger. It was a big word thrown in there. 
Yeah. Like he, I think that um, you're totally right. Like being like, do I like this person? Do I like my girlfriend is the question. These are the questions. And also like, again, that's not that long. And I just feel like maybe you invest in like a new masturbation ritual and like the problems resolved. And if it's still not, maybe there's something like it's more of a symptom than a cause. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, no, I would, I would advise uh, trying, uh, Trying a new masturbation thing. Light some candles. Could, <laughs> light some candles. Draw yourself a bath. Draw yourself a picture of your girlfriend to jerk off to. <laughs> Hand-drawn sketch. <laughs> Just a charcoal drawing of your girlfriend. But careful and don't make it look too much like the girl that your girlfriend No, it's okay. Like, they look exactly the same. They even have the same mm-hmm. job. Yeah, and you could also try... <laughs> What about having like phone sex with your girlfriend while she's away? Yeah, or like FaceTime sex. Like, are you kidding? There's so yeah. many things you could be doing. I would try doing that. That might satisfy your your horniness, and then and then and then you'll also kind of know for sure if if it's just you being horny that's making you attracted to, uh, to someone else, or if it's like a bigger. Yeah, thing. you're looking to replace with an exact same version of the same model. That's good. Yeah, it would be weird to break up with somebody and go out with someone that looked exactly like them and their personalities are the same. The FaceTime idea. But I think the the eunuch idea was good too. Yeah, cutting your balls off. I like the FaceTime idea because it's like the person, if the video is blurry enough, you can almost imagine that it's the doppelganger because it's like, oh, it looks like a low res version of my girlfriend, aka the woman I fantasize about. Then it's not cheating, it's just like poor, especially if you don't connect your phone to the Wi Fi. Like if you're using a LTE, all- one second, Jake, an LTE hotspot, and you have like two bars, and it's like, sorry, you're breaking you're, up, made- you're breaking up, but you're not breaking up with me, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Like the reception, right. you you want to give her a warm reception, but you also want to make sure that the reception on the phone is good. So if it, one second, you really second. should have gone out on the breaking up, but you're not breaking up with me. That was perfect. really no, I that liked the perfect. warm reception. And I tried to cut you off before then. <laughs> That's cool. I think it was worth it um, for the warm reception part. <laughs> uh, sometimes, often, it doesn't feel also, like this, but it, sometimes I talk until I find a conclusion. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say until I start talking. <laughs> and, like, people don't really realize that. It seems it like it's a well-crafted like five-paragraph essay, right? A bing-bang bongo? Right. Yeah, I always think you have things written when you're talking. <laughs> That's cool. It's weird to, like, have a crush on someone. Like, this guy has a crush on somebody, and he's dating someone that looks a lot like them and has the same personality. So isn't that good enough? Like, that seems perfect. There's something really sinister about it. Like, the whole, even the part where he's like, I usually only fantasize about my girlfriend. I'm like, what? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Well, Really? (laughs) Only? I think that's weird. Every person has like, a doppelganger that's more attractive and less attractive than them. So, like, I wouldn't be offended if my girlfriend mm. was envisioning a lesser attractive version of me while she was fantasizing. But I don't want her to, like, think about a hotter version of me. You know what I mean? Who's the hotter Your version hot of you? Ganger. Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> you had that too fast. I think that you actually do have thought that. No? <laughs> he has blue eyes. He's perfect. <laughs> Radcliffe is pretty hot. Yeah, he's sort of like a. Who's the uglier version of you? Well, I don't want to say because it's it'll be offensive to the uglier version of me. But let's just say there's a lot of unattractive brown-haired people in the world. Let's leave it at that. Nice. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> yeah. Preach, sister. Trust. Trust. <laughs> I'm not the ugliest. Queen, go guy. off. I'm serious. <laughs> Drag them. <laughs> Tom Selleck for one. Uh, 
Brad Pitt. Is he dead? Is he dead? No. Did Tom Selleck no. die? Is he fine? Yes, he's fine. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw that, what was his name? Regis Philbin died, and I was like, hasn't he been dead for 10 years? Yeah, that happens sometimes. Yeah, that happens every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> I really thought... Is Betty White dead? Did Betty White die? No. Still alive. No? Still alive. No. Wow. Good on her. Still trucking. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Great Thanks stuff. to the sponsors, and we'll come back with more questions and answers with Miel after these messages. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's, uh, right. it's, a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com boneheader it's like interesting that's pretty good yeah yeah it's like if you're a boneheaded person but you're doing a boneheader of move you know what i mean what about fitnessnah.com so it's sort of like a relaxation technique Mm -hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards to fitness it's a movement about not going to the gym Fitness. It's nah. a. It's an anti-movement. Really, oh, it's a non-movement that's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement. Uh, seems I'll like have it to be. check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitness nah. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a fitness <laughs> nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thanks, Squarespace. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. And then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn. And I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of it yours. the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, Mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use, 
cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. And we are back. Uh, Jake or Miel, do you guys have any? Forgot about that last part. Whenever there's a guest, it's always sorry about yeah, that. It's a a joke, a I guess, or whatever. Anyway, Jake, do you have any <laughs> unsolicited? Like, make a smoothie or something? I was just gonna. Why don't we just sit here in the comfortable silence that you're uh, saying, the stinger where you yell to your mother that you're coming. Hemp seed milk? <laughs> what was it? What was yours going to be? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think everybody, I think everyone out there should listen to Miel's album, Tourist Season. Available. Is that what it's called? Right now. I got that right, right? Yeah. Tourist Season. Uh, <laughs> this is so tell uncomfortable. Us about, tell me that I got Thanks. it right. Thanks. Tell me about an album. How do you record an album during quarantine and release it and all that stuff? Because I've been actually thinking about turning my spoken word into like something of an album as well. But walk us through your process. Well, I didn't record it during quarantine. I recorded it last summer. (laughs) (laughs) But I imagine if you were to do it during quarantine, it would be um, two words come to mind. Hard and not fun. Just Mm. a guess. And then how was your process doing it last summer? Was it? Less hard Mm, mm, and more mm. fun? I would say it was hard, and I would say more specifically sad. That Mm. was mostly, I feel. My brother was like, Miel, for this song, if we can't get you actually crying, I just don't think it's going to land quite as hard. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he's like deliberately triggering me, and then I'm like... Okay, Henry, roll. Count me in, guy. <laughs> Fucking tears warping down my whole face and onto oh my, my breast. I'm like in the candlelight, just like it was um an experience, a bond my brother and I will share forever. I don't know that I would say it was a good bond, but it is a bond nonetheless. Did you feel like there you needed to tap into like were you feeling those things anyway, or were you like trying to tap into those emotions no. so you could get like no. get there for the song? No, I was I was in hell. I was emotionally in a hell space. I think we might have had a meeting right after. I think I think you guys were there, right? Yeah, I think I came back to LA like a few days after wrapping that up and we had this like meeting that I really don't remember because I was in like still such an emotional fugue state of like I remember just being like, "Yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm moving to New York." And you guys were like, cool are you okay and i was like absolutely not bye so like that's where i was at you were wearing sunglasses upside down you would park your car on top of amir's car i remember it really well Monster my mom was there like style. holding my hand the whole time i was like i'm fine everything's good and so the album kind of came out of me like inadvertently involuntarily that was not at all like a thoughtful process wow it's funny because like the the song like um the the titular track is like so mm-hmm. it's so catchy but it's also like very very sad which is like one oh of my, the chorus where i'm saying now i'm no one yeah. over and over again <laughs> it reminded me of one of my favorite uh simon and garfunkel songs which is uh bye bye love it's just like so poppy and like 
it just like it makes you like bob your head and they're just saying things that are like oh wait that's actually really sad uh my favorite type of music is like i'm dancing but i'm also crying yes so i felt like i had to like stay true to me and making that happen also like how can you say shit that's so sad and not put like a good beat under it without wanting to like gently fade away into death's sweet embrace you know what i mean Def- now i'm no one is the saddest four words anybody could string together i think I, I got what I wanted. Yeah. Now I'm no one. It's and, like, but then you tight. like put that with like, oh shit. I'm like walking down New York City, bobbing my head, uh, singing Now I'm No One. I love it. <laughs> that was also the song where I outed myself as a stoner, which I don't think I've ever actually done before. But the very first line of that song is, I got too stoned. And I was like, man, this is either going to help my image or ruin my image. And surprisingly, like no one's reacted to it. So I guess it's just like, I think everyone might have known that actually already. <laughs> you already had that vibe, I guess. I think I kind of do. Yeah, it's when I say like sick, my guy, or like hella, like, and right. I use way too many shakas. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, wait. So here, I, here's a question for you too. Do you um, do you, do you have lyrics first, melody first, instruments first? What like what's in your head when you're when you're coming up with a new song? There's nothing in my head. Now I'm no one. It's just like a singular piece of dust just like floating in a small tornado. Like not an actual tornado, but the kind you see on the street where you're like, what the fuck is that? And then it's gone. Yeah, those tiny little ones. There's only a word for them in Spanish. They're called remolinas. That's beautiful. (laughs) Jake, get my guitar. And then you're like, you're like (laughs) vibing with like an instrument of some kind and you're just like feeling it out and then something comes to you and then suddenly you're like and what if like a and you're like oh and then what if a and like i feel like usually it's like mouth sounds and shapes come to you first and so you're just like and you and e and like then you kind of reverse engineer around the vowels that keep coming to you is like this needs to hit here and like personally with me and my lyrics i really want them to have a rhythmic nature to them. Mm-hmm. I want the lyric itself to like move the song in a way that almost operates like a drum. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone outside of my head. Uh, the people in my head say that made sense, but <laughs> the one dust, the speck of dust in my head loved it. I think that's like a rapping She's thing. Thriving. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. rapping using words that are easy to say fast versus words that sound weird or something. Oh my God. WAP. If you guys listen to WAP. Yes. Oh Yeah. <sighs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> great song. Great video. Loved it all. That's Amir's unsolicited advice, Yeah, right? watch the WAP music video. It's insane, but very entertaining. Kylie, like, walks through the frame as if she's about to spit fire and then just walks right out of the frame. <laughs> like, oh, well, all right. She was in it, I guess. That was so fast. Okay, cool. <laughs> I guess Kylie gets a shout out that she didn't need. That's cool. <laughs> she deserves it. <laughs> Uh, so how can people download, listen to this album? If you want to buy it and have like a hard copy, it's on Bandcamp. And if you want to stream it, it's Spotify, Apple Music, literally anywhere you want to listen to it. And actually, you, ooh, do you want a scoop? I can yeah. give you a scoop. Mm-hmm. Need that scoop. Uh, if I were you exclusive, <gasps> work, working on a music video right now. For which one? Uh. Oh, should I say which one? Yeah, if we want the real exclusive, you really have to say which one. You have to. Okay. You can tell us, and then if you want, later on, you can change your mind, and we'll go in and bleep this out. So it'll be an exclusive <laughs> just for me and Amir, but I'll, I'll have a reaction either way. Okay, the single uh, that is getting the music video, at least first, is I'll Be Holding. I love that one. Dope. I'm very excited about it. And the outfit, oof. And you can't see it here. I'm working on it still, but I did... Um, 
do a dramatic haircut that will be revealed on the video as well. Wow. Rad. Felicity a lot of exciting style. things happening here. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. And is this a haircut that you currently have that I'm looking at right now? Um, well, I have very carefully obscured it because it's not ready yet. Um, mm. It needs a little more work. <laughs> very fancy. But it will be cool. All right. Okay. No, no spoilers about the haircut. We'll see it in the music video. Yeah. Uh, sweet. So again, it's tourist season and you can get it on mielmusic.bandcamp.com. Oh my god, thank you guys. It's so nice of you. No problemo. Um It's really good. Is this is this the same brother that did the basketball knowledge? That's yes. the one that helped produce. It's my only brother. And he he's a music producer? Oh, uh, he's not just a music producer. He's like an incredible musician and songwriter and instrumentalist. I played piano on one song on this album. He played everything else. Oh my Bass, gosh. Drums, guitar, keyboards. He sings blood harmonies with me on every song. He helped me write almost all, I think actually all of the songs. Like this is He's his just album. This incredible. I mean, kind of, yeah. But like, you know, marketing meal. Uh, we had to, you know, <laughs> sell, sell, sell. He also knows more about a mirror than LeBron, so he's kind of like the perfect guy. Wow. Oh, he grew up watching you guys. That's how I first found out about you guys was because he'd be watching it, and I'm like, who are these guys? Whoa. Okay. okay. All so right. He also, okay. he might have like influenced your decision to have Punch Up the Jam on the Headgum Network. Oh, maybe. I do remember once in a meeting with you guys, one of the things I had overheard him watch enough that it got like implemented in my brain and then I guess like slowly incorporated into my lexicon. And then I do believe I said it at one of our first meetings and immediately went, oh my God, I just referenced them to them was a sheesh y'all certainly dropped wow. by like our second ever <laughs> meeting. And I was like, eh. Just so you know, like I don't, I, I don't actually like, like really know who you guys are. But, like my brother watched your videos, and like I happen to like overhear it, and then like I guess it just got in my brain, and like I'm not like a fan or anything. Like please don't make me feel weird about this. <laughs> oh, I don't remember shot. that. I don't remember that from the meeting either. I think I maybe like dipped halfway through. I probably was like, sheesh, you guys. <laughs> That's what I it was. should have remembered that that when you threw up in the meeting midway through saying sheesh. <laughs> I think that is there food poisoning in the air here or okay no, that's food cool. poisoning is contagious yeah <laughs> uh all right should we try to answer one last question before you have to get the hell out of here yes let's give it a shot all right all right cool uh this one is from a lady so miel do you have a lady's name um let's go with um gore goran nice. goran i like that Goran writes, hey, y'all, I've been living in my place for about a year and a half with a couple of friends. The friend I was originally closest to has really gotten on my nerves for more than one reason. Being super negative about everything, never pulling their weight with cleaning, and literally never cleaning anything. And the newest thing that's grinded my gourd, she never washes her hands in the bathroom. You can hear pretty much all that goes in there, uh, as well as the sink turning on. And every time she's in there, you just hear the sound of the toilet flushing and then her immediately leaving the bathroom. So whenever anyone else leaves the bathroom, they're just getting those germs back on their hands. She's 26 years old, dudes, and works in food service. How can she do something so unsanitary, unsanitary? And furthermore, how can I navigate this nasty bacterial dilemma? Thanks in advance. Love, Goran. 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 Oh, a clarification email. <laughs> she not only started she only started not washing her hands a month and a half ago, I've noticed. I'm not trying to listen in on everyone's bathroom visits, of course, but the sound of someone not washing their hands was a jarring thing to not hear. So this is a new thing for her. 
I think Gordon needs to be more realistic about that second email. I'm not trying to listen to everyone's bathroom business. No, you certainly are. <laughs> you certainly are. Yeah. And that's fine. You have to just own it. But you're listening. Yeah. Like, you're a little fucking eavesdropping poop freak. Like, for sure. <laughs> She's listening for the I plot. hear her taking a dump, and then I don't hear the water running. To, to notice the absence of a sound means, like, she has her ear to the door. That's crazy. And that was a three-wipe dump, okay? That needed hand-washing. <laughs> I can tell there was some spray. She better use the brush. <laughs> Specific plops. One, two, three. Uh, yeah. Do you guys wash your hands after using the toilet for pooping and peeing? Jake, I'm looking at you. Uh, look, I'll skip peeing. W- yeah, when I'm at when I'm at home and I and I pee and I, I I rinse. I do a rinse, but I don't. I don't do it deep. Especially since we're washing our hands so much because of COVID. Like, I'm not going to use soap if I don't have to. Yeah. If I'm in a public, I don't, I mean, mm-hmm. like if I, I peed in a gas station on a road trip recently and I washed my hands really well because I like went oh. into the gas station. Oh, so, he's, so he went on a road trip during a pandemic. Okay, go on, okay. King. I, sorry, I, it was, How was that? It was a, what was that about? Well, was, Jake was going to music <laughs> festival, right? You're a Bonnaroo? <laughs> going to Bonnaroo? <laughs> yeah, so I went to Burning Man. You went to Vegas and hit up some casinos? Right. I had to go <laughs> to an, an anti-mask rally in South Dakota. So <laughs> the only way to get there reliably was to drive my my hog. <clears throat> yeah, your motorcycle with the dog in the sidecar. And we all saw the picture. <laughs> <laughs> my friend uh, is doing a cross-country road trip right now. And the two insane things that he's noticed is, one, people look at him like he's a cuck when he wears a mask. Like, it's almost like yeah. a sign of, like... You're, you're against Trump and we hate you just by wearing a mask. And two, yep. he was planning on stopping in front of Mount Rushmore. And it was the day of this 250,000 person rally. So he accidentally was in South Dakota oh, during no. the time of this historic rally. Oh, no. He was just like oh, wearing no. a mask, like surrounded by a quarter million bikers who are like looking at him like he's some fucking liberal Angelino taking photos of everyone on a $2,000 camera. But on a road trip, I feel like if you're if you're like in a rest stop bathroom, no matter what, I'm washing my hands. Like if I'm having if I'm in like a foreign place, I'm definitely washing. No matter like I'm even probably going to the bathroom just to wash because I'm always like I hate the unknown germs on my hands. But when they're my own germs mm-hmm. in my own house, in my house, let them live a little. Yeah, I wash my hands when I got home to my house, and I you know like yes. then I'm clean and yeah. But after a doo doo, no, oh, they're getting yeah. washed every time. Doo doo, doo doo, I do a deep wash. A nice deep wash. What's a deep wash? So what's yeah? What's a deep wash? I take wash a bath after I take a shit. Three, four times a day, yeah. just in the bubble bath, suds up. Yeah, yeah. I take I take I a bath that. and then Jill sprays me down with like a power washer outside of the <laughs> butt down suds up. <laughs> That's the way I like to butt. Uh, what about Wait, Amira? Do you wash your hands? Yeah. What about you? I don't. I don't believe in that. Like I don't think that we should have that. Uh, quite frankly, because the government is using that as a means. I don't want to get into it, but uh, they're basically using it as a means to control us because it's... Anyway, it's just this ideology that I sort of subscribe to and that I don't think that humans should be clean. I've had coronavirus two times and I felt... <laughs> two times. You know, on door death's door both times. And I don't believe in that shit. So I don't believe in the mass and I don't believe in the washing. I don't believe in the vaccinations. I don't believe in flu shots because I don't believe in the flu. That's not a disease. You know, it's a disease. Miguel, can is you harmonize think- with this? <laughs> yeah, got keep going. Is you know it's think- a disease. You know it's a disease is thinking <laughs> that the feet and the hands on the body isn't sanitary. It's holy. It's dirty. It's not okay. It's a little birdie. It's. <laughs> I hated that. I think we're going to Def Jam with this, folks. Do they it. listen? 
<laughs> I didn't I didn't want to do that. I didn't like that, Jake. You put me in a very precarious situation. <laughs> he pimped you out. You did Can I that. ask a question? Back on the advice train, I'm just really quick choo-chooing away here to inquire who's at fault here? The person not washing their hands or the roommate who is extremely overbearing? Mm, uh, I don't, I kind of don't, like, if you tried to talk to your roommate about this, like, aren't you immediately the bad guy? Like, you should, yeah. like, that's kind of not your place, right? I, my take hey, on this is just, I noticed that uh, you didn't wash your <laughs> The relationship. So, I li- so I've been listening yeah. when you shit and it's like, you never turn the water on and like, this is a problem for me as your housemate? Like, <laughs> I think the relationship, the relationship is broken at this point. Like, when, I, I, you know, washing your hands aside, it just feels like this person's negativity and not helping. It's just like a bad roommate it's situation. Nitpicking. It's like, you don't like this person anymore. She might not like you. And like, and now you're like, now you're fully dialed in on this bathroom thing because it's like the worst. But I think it's just like, it's just like a symptom of the the overall disease which is your roommate relationship you don't like your roommate so that's yeah and also like bringing in the like she's 26 it's like okay so i'm hearing a lot of resentment (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but like if this was like your boyfriend or someone you like actually liked and they didn't wash their hands you'd just be like greg come on like and it would be literally that simple actually jill jill says that to me all the time she'll be like greg did you wash your hands (laughs) like who the fuck is greg Greg is your more attractive doppelganger. No. <laughs> Hot Greg taking a shit, not washing his hands in my house. That's cool. Every Greg is hot. Listen to that. <laughs> Greg. Yeah. Do we know Ooh. any Gregs? It's a very common name. Who's the most famous Greg? Greg Lucinus. We should, we should, we should know Cousin more Cousin Greg Gregs. from Succession? Oh, yeah. uh, that's pretty Greg, good. Greg the Egg. But I don't have any Greg real Gregs in my house. I don't know a real Greg. <laughs> How can that be? I've never known a Greg. I know a Craig and I know a Meg. <laughs> and I know a Greg, but with I know five an G's. <laughs> but no Gregs. Huh. I know Greg. Yeah. I know a Greg, but it has three umlaus. <laughs> <laughs> Where? And no G's. <laughs> it's on the G, the E, and the G. Mm, wow. <laughs> Jereej. <laughs> Pinot Grigio. <laughs> Jareej. <laughs> I love you, Jareej. I've always loved you. Do you say anything to a roommate that doesn't wash or do you just if you, sort of... I, I just think if you're going to do it, if you if it's eaten away at you so much, you have to do it in a way that's like, did you wash your hands? Like, I caught you. It's no, casual. No, I think you have to do it. You have to frame it as like, you're insane. I think you have to take that. Ooh. I think if you want, if like you need to talk to her about it, you need to be like, listen, I've been a little freak. Okay, I've been listening. I hear it. I've been freaking out because I don't hear that. I I have an issue. And could you accommodate my crazy? Like, I think that's the only way to talk about it. I think that's super, super smart. Uh, Right? Because if you make her feel gross, like, you're the asshole. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. It's her house. Yeah, Mm. but it's also, uh, it's going to feel very transparent when you're like, I have this weird thing where I think people should wash no, their you have hands to mean after it. you take a shit. Oh my god! We don't I'm know so if she's just peeing. If she's just, pe- I'll say if she's just peeing. If all you're hearing is the tinkle sounds and no hand washing, I think that's fine. I think Whoa. that's fine. Maybe also just like 
Well, I just still I can't get over why are you like actively listening to your roommate use the bathroom like I personally like I shared a studio with a friend we slept in the same bed for a whole year I heard every sound in the bathroom and out of sheer respect you just put headphones on when they're taking a dump like that's just what you do I don't know why she's actively like oh, let me hear that little squirt like what's wrong with you <laughs> let me hear that little squirt you should start you know what would be nice is actually if you start yelling that when she walks into the bathroom because then your roommate will know that you're listening and that will be like oh okay if someone's paying attention uh, I'll wash my hands so you just signal like I'm listening to you squirt in there uh, <laughs> then then like you're I don't know it's all out it in the sounds open. like you need more fiber honey <laughs> <laughs> don't flush don't flush can I see it but wait quick sidebar have you ever seen someone's poop that makes you realize that buttholes come in all different sizes Ooh, or no um that's not happened because that's a radicalizing experience <laughs> seeing like, someone else's is shit do you do you see one that's like super super thin and you're like wow that's a really no that's not a, i think that anyone's capable of a thin shit i think it's the really wide ones where you're like oh oh mine doesn't get that big mm. that's <laughs> truly incredible but also can you please remember to flush the toilet next <laughs> interesting <time? laughs> I guess I have seen some really thickies, but I don't, I never imagined, I never associated that with like, oh wow, someone had a big butthole. Like, wide set ass. Actually, you know where that happened once was headgum in LA. Someone really? fully left a shit in the toilet one time, and I was like, okay, this is a business space, first of all. We only had one so bathroom, well, we, too. That's foul. I, uh, that must have been after I moved to New York City, if it was after 2019. No, because it was your, it was your, it was your size. It was your size exactly in coloring. Yeah. You have that really tan almost a khaki and it spelled oh, j it stop spe- stop, stop. <laughs> no, i'm, I'm done medium size yeah. asshole too so if it was a medium <laughs> well no neil said it was a, a large one so i it was wide set it was like a heavy load for sure <laughs> but the khaki shit really amir that's gonna haunt what? me more than the hook you said i don't want to think about you tan. said no, it was a, a wide the, set. the color no. of a frappuccino and consistency no, of one is, too stop. and it tasted like gross. an americano stop like a solid log that's just like <laughs> yeah that's i think the thickness of it that you brought up is worse than the coloring that i was referencing mm. anyway it was that's jake untrue. that didn't flush the toilet no it wasn't <laughs> that's actually a good that was a good that could be a good um compromise it's like you don't have to flush you just have to wash so then you wash and i'll go in there and <laughs> i'll a flush to get the a toilet with my mouth but i get to wear oh. a grind guard i get to wear a grind guard uh all right that's it that's our show i think we helped a lot of people out yeah both in terms of singing and um other uh miel how about for the closing theme song it's not really a theme song but we end mm-hmm. can we end the episode with one of the songs from tourist season yeah please do that would be fun okay which, which one which song can you, you harmonize with it amir uh yes i will ruin the song but we'll play it at the end of the podcast uh which Ooh, one should we play um, i would say i'll be holding has the best drop at the top so if you're playing the beginning of a song i would go with that one okay and if i'm playing the whole damn thing still i'll be holding or should i not mm, play the whole you thing? might want tour season for the whole thing for the whole thing tour season tourist season the titular track it's jake's call out thanks jake i love tourist season i also love i'll be fine but i think tourist season's my oh thanks fellas i love wait quick sidebar fellers is fellows short for fellers mm. yes okay great thanks fellers <laughs> uh, quick sidebar. Thanks, yeah. 
Uh, thanks, Miel, and thanks to you guys for Thank listening. You. If you have any or questions or theme songs, send them all down to if I were you show at gmail.com. And again, this is uh, I'll Be Holding or Tourist Season. Which one did we decide tourist on? You, cho- you choose. We got to go Tourist Season. From the album <laughs> Tourist Season, out now. Thanks, Miel. Thank you. To stand on the street alone, I think they know I'm far from home. Tourist season hasn't even started yet. What the fuck was I thinking when I left? Now I. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Leitman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? 
Okay, I will. It's, mm. it's, uh, Can you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live, and we'll see you there. All right, bye.